Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Morning, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. You ready to talk about Psalm 33 some more? Well, I just so happen to have a Bible open to it right here. How about that? <laughs> How about that? What's yeah, I'm looking at the NIV okay. of Psalm 33. Give it to us. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. So, okay, I want to start with a question, Andrew. Have you ever wished that you could go back and start over? I mean, maybe mm. like go back to 10 years old, but but you still know everything you know right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I have definitely had that thought. Wouldn't have been nice to know now, excuse me, know then what I know now. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And so if I could just go back and start over. Not everything's like a podcast where when you mess it up, you just get to go back and start over. Here's here's the thing. Getting to go back and start over, I bring that up because here in Psalms 32 and 33, that's essentially what we're getting to do. It is, it is almost like the Psalms are starting over. Mm, you remember last so. week? It, last week when we looked at Psalm 32, we highlighted how it took us back to Psalm 1. Yes. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the person who loves the law, meditates Walk, on the law, yeah, and, and leaves us it. with that idea of keeps it perfectly. And yes. when we get done with Psalm 1, we might like to try to say, oh yeah, that's me. I'm the one who's walking in the law. But as we've gone through the Psalms, we realize, well, not always. Right. And so Psalm 32 brought us back to that and it allowed us to start over. But this time, pointing out that it's that the blessed is not the person who is perfect, but the person who follows the counsel of the Lord when we've been imperfect. And that counsel is confess, 
Yeah. And be forgiven. Confess, repent, be forgiven. And so Psalm 32 took us back to Psalm 1. Well, here's the amazing thing. Psalm Mm -hmm. 33 takes us back to Psalm 2. Well, now that's something, because when I recall Psalm 2, I think about how uh, the nations were raging against the Lord, against his anointed, against the king, and and yet somehow uh, he was going to conquer these nations, right? Yeah. So the kings of the earth set themselves together, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. What we have in Psalm 2 is the kings of the earth setting forth their counsels and their plots and their purposes. And what is God going to do with their purposes and their plots and their counsels? He will thwart it. He will foil them, right? He's he's going to thwart it. He's going to foil it. He's going to frustrate it. Here in Psalm 2, what we have is the Lord's king versus the kings of the nations. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's king is blessed. And, and what mm-hmm. he says to all those other kings is, you know what you guys need to do is bow down and kiss my son, kiss the king, surrender to him, then you will be blessed. That's how the yeah. whole psalm ends in verse mm-hmm. uh, verse 12 of Psalm 2. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Mm-hmm. We get to Psalm 33. And just as Psalm 32 expanded Psalm 1, Psalm 1, blessed is the person who loves and keeps the law. Psalm 32, blessed is the one who, in accordance with God's law, confesses and finds forgiveness with God. Psalm 2, blessed is the king, blessed is the Lord's anointed, and all the other kings need to surrender and submit to him. In Psalm 33, we've moved from the anointed king to the people to the kingdom. Everyone is blessed. Blessed is the nation, it says in Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage, as Mm -hmm. his inheritance. Notice what it said, though, in verses 10 and 11. Again, I'm still in Psalm 33. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his hearts to all generations. Then blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. And Mm. so what Psalm 33 has done is it takes that message of Psalm 2 and it expands it from the king Mm. to the entire nation, the entire heritage of God's people. And so the same thing that we know about his anointed son king, which originally in Psalm 2, was looking at David and those kings that came from his line. In fact, when God made his covenant with David back in 2 Samuel chapter 7, he pointed out that he would be a father to David's offspring, and they would be his sons, essentially. Mm -hmm. So we find that, ultimately, that's going to cause us to think about Jesus, who is the son, the ultimate son of God, Mm -hmm. the anointed Mm -hmm. king. He's blessed, but now it takes it out to us as his kingdom, his people. We are the heritage, the nation that is his heritage, and we are blessed. When God is your God, it is his will that will be accomplished. His counsel is the one that stands forever. It's really a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing to be part of this covenant people of God. Like we said, that's where the forgiveness was in Psalm 32. Uh, The uh, uh, attitude then of this kingdom 
is going to be one of praise here in Psalm 33 and worshiping him. And then in a trust that even in this time of famine or hardship, whatever the dark circumstance is, we are not forsaken by our Lord. His counsel is that which is going to to be accomplished and come to pass. So what do you think about this uh, in contrast when you look at verses 8 and 9 of Psalm 33? Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the Lord, uh, of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. We're, we're seeing this distinguish, I guess, a, a discrimination. We used the word the other day between his people and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it, it, there still seems to be this entreaty to all peoples. Recognize who God is. Every people, every person, no matter what nation they are part of geopolitically, can become a part of the heritage of the Lord, can be a part of the people who fear him and who trust him. Again, that ties back. Psalm 2, what was that? You kings of all those other nations, you kiss the sun, you fear him, lest in his Mm -hmm. anger he come and bring you judgment. Now, not just talking to the kings, but to the nations, to the Mm -hmm, peoples, mm -hmm. to all of them. You know what? You need to come to God. You need to recognize that the God who created this world can destroy this world, and he Mm -hmm. is going to bring judgment. And just like I've told your kings to kiss the one true king, to kiss the son, lest his anger be roused, I'm telling you, come be a part of his people. Everyone can, not everyone does. So in verse 13, the Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. Verse 15 says he fashions their hearts individually. Uh, He considers all their works. Even if you're from some faraway nation and you've not known God as such to this point, he knows you. He's calling you. He's mindful of you to come be part of his people. Well, notice th- this is really a, a cool thing here in verses 13 and following. Look at how many times all is used. He mm-hmm. sees all the children of men. Verse 14, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. In verse 15, he who fashioned the hearts of all and observes all their deeds. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. And, and again, another tie to Psalm 2. In Psalm 2, he is the one who sits in the heavens and laughs at the plans and the plots of the kings who are coming That's against right. his anointed. Where do we, what do we have now? This is the Lord who looks down from the heavens. He sees everyone. And that idea of fashioning the hearts, it's not that he fashioned their thoughts. It's not mm-hmm. that he fashioned their thinking. He made the heart. He knows mm-hmm. how our heart works. He knows how our mind works. He, he's, he knows how it works. He sees what we're doing with it. He's not missing any of it. Well, I appreciate you you making that clear about he has fashioned the hearts of men. And I see that it follows, even in the psalm, the creation order. Earlier in the psalm, it talks about making the heavens, making the host of them, gathering the water so that there's land, all of this. And then the, the crown then is man. That's the last thing he makes is Adam and Eve. And in this psalm, he made the heart, the heart of men. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the way did. God worked. Yeah. And he's observed. He he knows when Adam and Eve sinned, he didn't miss it. He didn't yeah. miss it. Yeah. Now here's, okay, here's something I think is really cool as we're thinking about all of this. We've, we've seen in other Psalms how God subtly brings in these hints that really drive home the point. And the passage that you just read, verses 6 and 7, is one of those in this psalm. 
So remember, this entire psalm is about the fact that the Lord is preserving his heritage and he is frustrating the counsels and the plans of all those other people out there. Right. And, and we look today, here we are, the kingdom of God, we are the, the church of Jesus Christ, and there are these other nations around us, like, you know, the United States of America, any of the European countries, any, any country in the world that mm -hmm. really is opposed to the kingdom of God. And we sometimes sit back and wonder, how is the church going to survive? How is the kingdom going to survive? This psalm points out, look, all the counsels of all those other nations, God is going to frustrate. I'm just yeah. not sure if he can. I'm not sure if he can. Well, let's remember a time that he did. And mm -hmm. what he does in verse seven is he subtly brings in this hint, this nail that he drives home. Because as he is describing the creative power, he takes this point where he says he gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. Mm -hmm. Now that is not said in the creation account. Do no. you know where we have the idea of waters gathered together as a heap? I bet, I bet I'm thinking of when God parted the waters of the Red Sea. That is definitely one. In Exodus chapter 15 and verse 8, he points out that he gathered the waters into a heap. The mm -hmm. second place... Can you think of what that one probably is? Well, I will tell you, if, if the first one was Exodus, then I'm going to go with the uh, when he stopped up the Jordan River so that they could cross over into Canaan land. That is exactly right. In Joshua ah. chapter 3, verse 13 and verse 16, both of those places is this use of the word heap. And what did God do in those moments? He frustrated the counsel of the nations because yeah. Pharaoh was counseling to destroy Israel, and instead... Mm -hmm. The heaps of water came down on him and frustrated his counsels and his plans. Mm -hmm. And then when the waters heaped up at the Jordan, mm -hmm. Israel was able to cross and frustrate the plans of all the nations that right. they drove out yeah. in the promised land. What yeah. are we learning? God knows how to frustrate the counsels and plans of all those mm -hmm. nations. You either submit mm -hmm. to the Lord God or your counsels and plans will be destroyed, thwarted, and frustrated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think wow. it's powerful. It is powerful. And how good it is then to be part of God's nation, to be one of his people. How blessed is the nation that the Lord is their God. And so we pray, Lord, let your steadfast love be upon us, even as we hope in you. Well, listen, I really appreciate this conversation, Psalm 33 today. I, I really, that counter I, just means nothing to me right now, but I feel like this is a good place to just pause <laughs> and tell people... That we would love to hear what they are uh, learning from the Psalms. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. And let's end with a prayer. Edwin, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, let your steadfast love be upon us, even as we hope in you. Our soul waits for you. You are our help. You are our shield. Our heart is glad in you, and we trust in your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. 
Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Now recording, so whatever you say, I can put as an outtake. Just be careful. Just put down that mason jar so we can get started. (laughs) (laughs) This clear liquid is water. Uh, Yeah, whatever. It's clear. (laughs) You're drinking clear out of mason jar. Mason jar. Somebody get this man out of his house. (laughs) (laughs) He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into... (laughs) Into mason jars? <laughs> that clear water in the mason jars. <laughs> oh man, that's <sighs> I forgot that that was one of the translations of that. Yeah, that by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He <laughs> What is this is a problem. Now you're thinking about nostrils, aren't you? It's the, next, it's the next line. He gathers the water into jars. Oh. Ah, okay. <laughs> this is awful. Okay. 